Hello guys, welcome to this podcast Everyday Talkies which ironically does not come out daily. I am Anshul and I talk about random things to random people, majorly about life, perspectives and thinking process. It's like an interview or let's say more of a conversation with one or two guests about random topics that interest us. To be really honest, it's just a way to reduce my inhibitions in talking to people. So, come join me and enjoy. Today I have my cousin as the guinea pig to my podcast Everyday Talkies. Now this is a podcast where I want to keep things casual talking to random people. No, not random right now because I want to test it with familiar faces, somebody whom I relate to. So he has graciously accepted to be the first guest in this podcast. We want to keep this in anonymous nature because I want to talk to random people as well down the line and know about their perspectives in life but now i will shut up and give him the platform to introduce himself tell us his fake name thank you anshul for introducing me in such a gracious manner i don't think so they could have been a better introduction from you for today i think you can call me stephen and i think you already know the reason behind it stephen because of stephen hawking he's someone very close to my heart even after his demise i think his legacy still lives on with us i choose to believe, believe that what he has done for people like me and a lot of other people it will stay on or as long as human civilization is there or at least humans are in the form of homo sapiens like there have been some low points in my life when i was distressed and you know i didn't know what to do you know learning about his life and thinking about how like how much more difficulty he had to face and compared to what i have to face it was huge and still he went through it he overcame those problems or he found a way to deal with them like from his uh, from his uh, disease in the form of als where doctor gave him just a few years to live but he lived on to a very old age of 75 which even um, uh, many healthy people fail to do and then he had some uh, problems and issues in his personal life as well in his uh, with his family but still he found a way to overcome them and become the person we know him to be yeah i think he is i think one of the first people that i also got inspired by while venturing into the realm of space astronomy science and physics and all of that i have his entire collection of books i think i've missed his last one so i'm trying to get my hands on that one but uh, then my collection will be complete but yeah he's an amazing individual and following that i want to you know know on how did you enter this field of science and astronomy and things like that like how did you come into this venture before i start answering that i just need to add on some things on your book collection of shivan hawking i didn't have any uh, books of shivan i used to borrow the books from you read it and give it back to you because you were fond of collecting the books but fortunately i bought the last book which he wrote and i had that book with me so in in a sense we both complete each other do you agree with me yes absolutely absolutely okay uh, coming back to your question on how did i venture into the realm of science and astronomy i think uh, most people at some point in their life undergoes certain phase when they have existential crisis or at least people i know goes through them so maybe i, I like i am friends and acquaintances with people who actually goes through it and people who goes through it are actually fond of talking about that with uh, so i had a similar experience back in class I think when I was about 9 or 10 years of age like I come from a Hindu household family where it is a custom or a tradition where every members gets up in the morning 
and the first thing after you know cleaning themselves is to offer a small prep to an idol which is uh, placed in a very uh, visible space in the in the household where everyone can see and you know go and visit it whenever they want so that is the first thing they do in the morning being born in a hindu uh, household i adapted the same tradition and customs uh, so i used to worship every day but uh, when i was of 10 years of age i just one day i asked my mother and my grandmother who created this world and they gave me the answer that god created us and then my counter question was who created god and they gave me the reply that this is not this is something you should not bother yourself with it is the concern of god and he he will uh, like choose to you know find answers to that and this question came to my mind because we were introduced to solar system in our school and i was quite fascinated by it i even ordered books on uh, the physics of suns and moon back in class 4 itself so for me the universe spanned only uh, across the solar system and not beyond that that is what i imagined the entire universe to be i didn't connect the stars and the sky with actually being present in the universe i thought that there was nothing and out of nothing a suddenly god appeared and he started stretching the space and that space became solar system that is the like mental uh, visual image that i created in my mind and this is very very similar to what big bang actually is like the theory of big bang which has been proposed and being contested worldwide so that is how i got into astronomy and i have been fascinated by astronomy since then like i had a, a encyclopedia dvd and i like browsed through the entire dvd uh, one summer when i was about 13 or 14 years of age then i had interactions with my physics teacher in class uh, in high school and things went from there to there and then i had a great cousin like you who was also interested in the same stuff as me and so like we could ex- exchange ideas you could lend me the books which you uh, bought and so i was able to build on that interest but unfortunately i didn't pursue science as a career which i regret sometimes but i made some uh, decisions which was maybe not that well informed and so i actually entered into the realm of business and the corporate enterprises so these are two very distinct uh, you know universes for me during the day when i'm working over there my thought processes are different i have to focus over there but when i come back home i'm more relaxed and calm and composed because i can you know start watching videos on space or uh, learn about the most new stuff which is being discovered or maybe just uh, take up a camera set up it in, in at terrace and you know click photos of uh, planets and like recently i started capturing photos of nebulas as well yeah i think we should talk about that later because i think that's a very wide topic which i really want to bring it up for me to learn as well as for somebody who might be listening and interested as a whole but before that i want to thank you for introducing me because from the early memories that i have i think you were the one who inspired me into this realm of science and astronomy and i think i pursued it relentlessly and i think that was one of the major common things that we had and i think we still have while talking because every time we start talking this is the only thing that we end up talking about big space astrophotography and recently about black holes for some reason <laughs> so uh, now moving into the more recent hobby that you have gained that is astrophotography and where you have captured the moons planets and things like that so please enlighten us with this new found knowledge and hobby that you have cultivated i feel very honored when you uh, tell me that i had an influence on you because to have an influence on even a single person is a big deal for me thank you for accepting that and i'm <laughs> grateful that you accepted that moving on to your question we like uh, we were planning a trip abroad and we bought a camera but the camera didn't have a good like very good pixel qualities but it had a very like it had the best zoom in the market uh, it has an optical zoom of about 83x if i remember correctly 
so at that time we didn't have the knowledge on how to you know make use of this room but few years ago we changed our uh, house in this in our new house the surrounding uh, neighborhood is quite serene and tranquil like we have a lake in front of our house and there's not so much of buildings around so it is uh, relatively calm and a quiet place and the lights are also very limited not too much of light pollution and one evening i was just strolling in the terrace and i gazed up because i used to believe that we can't see stars from city So I just gave the gaze upwards, and I just saw that like I could see a few stars, and I was fascinated that I'm actually seeing stars because up till then I only used to learn about stars from YouTube videos and watching uh, you know maybe photos of Hubble telescope, and I was quite uh, quite quite fascinated. And at the same time, I started capturing uh, photos of birds in our vicinity because there's a lake and diversified life in this particular ecosystem, if we call that. So the birds I've never seen before, I've never heard about. They frequently visited this our neighborhood, and so because that camera had such a good zoom i started capturing photos of those birds like candid images because in some sense it brought some peace and calmness to me because i had the complete control over it like these two things grew independently i was capturing photos of birds and i was i just started stargazing then i invited you over uh, one night for a sleepover and so that we could just again at the stars and you know talk about our existence and uh, we had a very clear uh, night sky on that particular day so that is the first time i took the camera upshot i think uh, we tried tried to capture the image of the moon with our camera and so we thought that okay moon is quite close so we will be able to capture it then after a few months passed i started seeing jupiter and saturn in the night sky like i thought that maybe it is possible to uh, capture photos of jupiter and saturn but i failed miserably and i was quite deterred that maybe this camera is not that good and i have to get a telescope if i want to get good uh, photos of planets and maybe other deep, deep space objects but i thought i should urge uh, you know search on the internet if there's some tricks through which i can actually capture the photos of planets in the ca- camera itself so that i don't have to uh, buy a telescope because i was uh, planning on moving out of the city and investing in to telescope didn't seem a very good idea to me at that t- point of time it also requires a quite of maintenance and keeping it in middle of a city where the humidity is very high if i move out of the city it will be very difficult for me to get the telescope maintained because no one in my family is interested in astronomy apart from me then i searched from some tricks on the internet and actually found a video which was very helpful and it took multiple attempts to actually get the photos of uh, saturn and jupiter so over the span of one week like the photos are not that good like it is not that uh, clean the pixels are not that not that great but the images are distinct and you can actually uh, identify that okay this is jupiter and this is saturn so i uh, started clicking photos of that and then uh, i like i used to capture the uh, night sky in my phone camera pixel of the phone camera is much better than that camera and after editing it on lightroom in my phone like you could see maybe uh, scores of stars sometimes even uh, you know hundreds of stars in that particular photo and that became a, a fascinating thing for me So I just started uh, following the paths of the stars and the planets. One night I was just uh, gazing at the stars and I I saw that Orion Nebula is setting. And so I just brought my camera up just because the night sky was very clear. I actually started capturing Venus, but I was bored with it because okay I captured Venus, but I didn't want to keep on capturing Venus. So I just pointed the camera towards Orion, and I I can actually see that okay there are three dots, and one of those dots must be the nebula because I have seen the images on where the nebula actually is. I don't know if it was you know a serendipitous affair. But yeah, I captured Nebula and I edited it on Lightroom and I just uploaded it on my social yeah, media. It was one of the most beautiful pictures I've ever seen because yeah, apart from the images from the space telescopes and on books, I had never heard of anybody who had clicked photos. Probably in my knowledge, <laughs> who had done this. And even before that, when you had clicked 
with the photo of Jupiter with its four moons. You were the Galileo of this era for me because I think that is how I remember Galileo by, and that is how I will remember you by as well. I think that is one of the most coolest hobbies that you have ever had, and I feel very jealous when I am not there to experience this moment when you are capturing this. You know, actually, uh, to my uh, amazement, a lot of my acquaintances were also fascinated when I started uploading these photos on social media because uh, to them also, like capturing astronomy objects from city is a myth. Like you can't do that. And I got messages from a few people with whom I have not talked with in maybe more than a decade, and they just uh, text me out of the blue that how did you manage to capture this? Like how how do you track this? I have a telescope, but I can never see planets because I don't know how to track them, or I have an application, but I don't know how to use that application on the phone, or just out of random that i can see this object in the night sky which object object is that can you tell me more about uh, stargazing so even i think I, i got i also got you into stargazing after i started yeah that is true i didn't know you could see stars from the city night sky I only thought that we could just blame the atmosphere with the city pollution the light pollution that it created but then you showed me that there was a way to actually look at stars and actually capture such beautiful images and i think just for everyone who is listening this is great great app which i think both of us use is called the star walk 2 to identify stars planets comets i think i recently got an a uh, link from him stating that there's a comet coming in will be one of the brightest in the next few in the next month i think mid may so i will be on a lookout of that just to have a small chance of seeing that comet because unfortunately i have not seen a comet in my entire life to make you more jealous i am planning on capturing andromeda galaxy next Wow, that would really be amazing, and I would be doubtful if that is possible. But I think I can make it possible, and the chances, like after capturing Nebula, I am quite confident and optimistic that I'll be able to do that because I have to keep the optimism up because because of that only I was able to capture the Orion Nebula. Uh, it might not be a gra- uh, like a grand or a beautiful image. It might just be a fudge in the night sky, but I'll be able to capture. I'll try to capture it, and not only that. I am also planning on capturing an object which is 2 billion light years away. It's a quasar. I don't remember the scientific name of that quasar. I'm also planning on capturing that. So I'll just find when they are like perfectly overhead in the night sky so that I can actually capture it and I'll try to do that. If even if it doesn't work out, I'll get a camera but I'll get a telescope and I'll do that. Oh, well, that would really be amazing. You know, something 2 billion light years away. Am I saying it wrong? Oh, that would really be, you know, amazing. if uh, that happens because uh, when we were talking about the orion nebula i think it's around around 1400 light years away so we were talking about this funny joke that if there is any life out there and they're looking out at us they'll be looking at some nomads moving around earth having no technological advancement because they're looking in history and i think that's the best part about space and astronomy what i feel because everything that you look at is in past you're not looking at the present even your sun even our sun that we have it's 8 minutes into the past do you have any uh, any tips for somebody who's starting out new in astrophotography because i remember you started with just your phone camera then you know a normal camera and then you used the small tricks you learned from youtube and your experience and you could identify these stars planets moons and then now nebulas so you know any tips that you could share to me as well if i wanted to start tomorrow or to somebody who might be interested the first tip i would give is that 
if you are really interested in astrophotography or maybe you could start keeping a track of when the planets come up when the pla- planets are set down you know their orbital path not with 100% accuracy but have a sense when the planets are about to come and when the planets will set up which time of the year will they come up and which time of the year you can't see them because they rise in the morning along with the sun so have a sense of that and identify the deep space objects like you should have an idea what deep space objects actually are because if you don't know what a quasar is you don't know what a nebula is you won't ever be fascinated to capture those images you first need to have a sense of how fascinating and grand those objects are like nebulas are stellar nursery where stars are born if you don't know those facts you won't have a fascination to capture those objects so first you need to build this fascination on our amazement that you want to capture those objects and after that have an instrument which actually enables you to see those objects because i have never worked with a telescope so i can't guide you on which telescope will be best for you because once i uh, went uh, by a telescope i'll actually explore what kind of telescope there are and which will which will be the best for me what should the focal length the length of the lenses the length of the telescope what kind of telescope should i buy uh, which will help me you know actually see the object which i am not being able to see with my camera so understand that that which instrument will work best for you like are you interested only in the planets then even a small telescope will work for you because planets are relatively very close to you and they are very bright when when they are visible uh, so even a small backyard telescope will be sufficient and you can you will be able to see those planets i don't know how you can combine camera with telescope i'll have to look into that so if you are planning on buying a telescope uh, see how you can integrate cameras with the telescope so that even along with looking into those objects you can actually capture those objects with great precision and with very good picture quality keep this in mind and make sure that uh, you post them on social media so that you get some external validation which we all seek so you continue on this pursuit that you want to actually capture deep space objects the last point is really important to show it off in social media for your other friends to be jealous <laughs> moving aside from uh, that topic you know digressing into a more career oriented line like i know that you have always been interested in space and astronomy and science and as you already spoke you ventured into the field of commerce in the field of business and i just wanted to ask you how difficult or how easy it is to follow a career path which is very different from your core interests first of all and does your interests and career really have to match you know because these are the common questions that i have and probably lots of people who are going through this phase where they're either in high school or just graduating and rethinking their uh, career choices probably so any advice for them and even for me i don't think so i'm in the best position to actually give this advice because i have made a mockery of my own career that is what i believe but it all depends on where you are if you are in a place with limited opportunities you don't have much of a chance to actually explore all there is to explore or maybe you can create a new opportunity for yourself but that really happens so you have to be more pragmatic in your approach and first understand what are the opportunities which lies ahead of you if your interest and your career align i don't think so anything can match that because for me it is difficult uh, to understand the basics of business uh, my business language is not that great i i would agree to that so but i believe that in india venturing into physics would have been limited for me the opportunities are very limited so i would have to be the very best in that and frankly speaking i don't believe i would have been the very best in that particular field even with all the interest there's a limit to my potential on what i can do and what i can recreate and what i can explore and come up with theories and ideas uh, so maybe it all worked out well for me i have a very uh, well established foundation of business in my own family 
where all my uncles and my father they're all businessmen and they have laid out a very good foundation for us to build upon so if we can build upon that we can help a lot of other people when you are into business you actually create employment so in a way you are helping mankind that is what i choose to believe but if you are in high school or if you are trying to identify which career path is best for you first understand there are a lot of things which you don't know so when you are in school you are being taught about doctors and maybe chemists and maybe engineers or there are limited professions which you are taught about but you never taught about them in detail so maybe you learn a topic and you find that fascinating maybe you can explore that maybe it can be as uh, mundane as you know going from one place to another but there's a lot of way to explore that that uber came up with a solution for commuting then elon musk has, has come up with a solution in hyperloop there are bullet trains so this developing scheme and these are very fascinating right? like because we don't know a lot of things if you find some fascinating or dig deeper into that see if you if you're ready to work into that day in and day night when you get up in the morning you shouldn't be thinking of i have to go to work again but when you get up in the morning that you know that there's some challenges and problems which lies ahead of you and you need to solve those and you're quite excited to solve those challenges and problems or tasks and you're actually getting paid for it in hindi there's a proverb sone pe swaga so if that happens that that will be well and good so if you think that this is the best for me first understand what those things are and try to explore different ideas and domains before you decide that you want to you know tread on this path and even if you tread on a particular path you can change it at any time in your life uh, some path may be easy to uh, easy to uh, you know diversify into or take a detour but some path might be easy some path might be difficult it all dep- depends on what appeals to you and what makes sense to you and w- what you can relate to yeah i think this is very sound advice to anybody but i take solace in the fact that if some of these physics theories are true i don't know there is no test for it but there is a alternate universe where probably you are one of the greatest physicists in that in that universe discovering the secrets and helping mankind in general and i am your partner <laughs> there so i take solace in that fact that there is some version of me doing something fruitful at this point of time but yeah i think you hold me up in a very high position or uh, you are being very modest with me right now so thanks for that but i don't take solace in that fact because i hate the fact that it is someone else because i and him we are two separate identities even if we are into like we are similar but in two different universe so i am not him and he is not me okay now we are going into the intricacies of sci-fi we shall hold that off for our next episode or something but you know it's amazing digressing into these topics we always end up talking about sci-fi science and all of this from anywhere we start with career and always end up here but none of our conversations can be complete without talking about Elon Musk i think he is one of the visionaries that you are highly inspired by i know that you are reading his biography right now and i would like to know what are the new things that you have learned about him recently before reading his biography my knowledge about him was very limited but his biography gave me a very you know intimate perspective into his life and his imagination and his visions he knows how to get things done i can uh, give you a very small example i won't call it small but like it was a very small example in the book itself where the author of the biography mentions that elon musk wanted a part of the space rocket so elon musk wanted a part of the rocket to be uh, you know made in a very at a very uh, cheap price like cutthroat price those parts generally cost about a million dollars this is what the author wrote but elon musk wanted to get that made in 10000 dollars the author jokingly mentions that you know in the dinner parties of the prominent space organizations they used to spend 10000 dollars on dinners just to discuss from which vendor they need to buy that part 
and Elon Musk wanted to get that done in ten thousand dollars itself, and like he searched for a guy, found a guy. I don't know if luck factored him or that guy knew how to get that done in ten thousand dollars, and that. Part was actually made in ten thousand dollars, like about ten thousand dollars, or just a little higher than ten thousand dollars. So cutting the price of a part from one million dollars to just ten thousand dollars, it is just one percent of the price when you put that into perspective. Yeah, like he's being able to attain, achieve those visions of what he has because of small things like that, which you know coalesce to become something very grand, like Tesla, which is revolutionizing the car industry, automobile industry. Or SpaceX, which is revolutionizing the space industry. Like the competition is so intense, we can get satellites into orbit at a very cheap price, which is something which used to cost uh, cost millions of dollars. Uh, now can be done in a few hundred thousand dollars. So there are things which like that, which is you know revolutionizing. Now he has come up with Hyperloop, which will maybe revolutionize the transport system. Starlink, which will like we were facing a lot of lag in our initial recording, which might be reduced if the Starlink comes into effect. Like he has the grand vision of of setting up a colony on Mars, and all of his accomplishment till now has been kind of directed towards that. Because in Mars you won't have fossil fuels, so even though Tesla solves the problem of energy on Earth itself, uh, having electric vehicles on Mars will be a, a very huge valuable asset. Because you can just harness the solar power over there. Although it is very limited, but you can harness the solar power over there, and you can, you know, recharge your whatever gadgets you are using. Maybe you are using an automobile, so you can recharge that, and you can transport very easily. Then he is making Hyperloop. Maybe he is planning on establishing Hyperloop in Mars itself. Then, if you want to have communication on Mars, you need to have a system like Starlink, because you can't lay down miles and thousands of miles of cables on Mars. You need you need to have an alternative to that, and the model of Starlink is the best alternative you have. Then he started having reusable rockets because if you want to land on Mars, first you need to know how to land the rockets back on Earth. So all of his accomplishment has been in some way related to you know setting up a colony on Mars and making humans multi-planetary species. I don't think so. There will be a better or a bigger achievement for mankind in our lifetime. That is so true. You know, uh, I would have never thought of that. Before all of his previous accomplishments or his ventures are ultimately leading to this one common goal, which is actually quite, you know, good. Even as a business model, he has this incremental growth policy where I think though Tesla is, I'm not sure whether it's in a profitable stage or not. I think SpaceX is, so, but he's investing uh, from one company to to the other. Like we usually joke around that he's the Iron Man of our age, <laughs> probably in real life. But let's see how things pan out and. I wish um, somewhere down the line. I think even I, uh, I think everyone wishes uh, when we talk that we can contribute to his plans or in general for the advancement of mankind and to make it an interplanetary species. If for some way they have this no checkery volunteership for people to go on Mars, I'll sign up as soon as possible. I think that would be my first thing to do. But if they go on checking for physical health, I think I will be the first one to be rejected. So <laughs> you know, I think uh, more than physical health, you need to have the mental stamina and the vigor to go through it because you will be in isolation for eight months, confined to a small spaceship, and you won't be able to communicate instantly because once you are at a distance, it will take some time for the communication to reach. Because I think. Uh, The distance between Earth and Mars and it's about 15 or 20 light minutes. We won't be able to have instant communication then. Uh, you'll have to record a message. It'll come in 15 minutes, and I'll have to record a message for the reply, and then send it. It'll take another 15 minutes to reach you. So there are a lot of factors. Even though you need the physical strength and the toughness, along with that, you need to be mentally sound and mentally 
capable of doing that because the main fear of all the scientists and all the people who are planning on you know setting up a colony in mars is during the travel between from earth to mars a lot of there's a chance that someone will have a mental breakout and if that happens it will have a detrimental effect on the entire group that is more important than uh, physical that is what i believe and along with that you need to have knowledge about a lot of things which you don't you yeah, need to know about true. medicine you need to about know about physics you need to know about chemistry and you need to know the intricate details of that so it will be very tough task like for the initial astronauts or you know the forefathers of mars the adam and eve of mars will not be some fictional characters they will be real people just like us but having much greater capabilities or the will than us i wish in my lifetime i see that happening and it would be one of the greatest accomplishments mankind would have had I think we have already crossed our initial threshold which I had planned but it's always amazing to talk to you and I would like to close you know this topic out by bringing in our current scenario the pandemic that we are facing the lockdown we are facing I think it has though it has had a detrimental effect on the whole world it somewhere gave me a push to start this podcast finally which I have been planning for a year and procrastinating day by day but I think this finally gave me the push to connect with people I know and talk about things that we generally talk about and things about life thinking process and space for all the things that we have so yeah how about you how are you tackling this lockdown and what are some of the content that you're watching right now to be honest uh, this lockdown has went by in a jiff for me I didn't have to you know think what should I do what should I do I have to spend too much of time indoor because uh, I have spent 6 months preparing for an exam by just staying indoors so that was a few years ago but I got used to it right now uh, I am working on an application a vocabulary application I launched the application 2 years ago and I have been planning on launching an update for the past one and a half years now and like you said the procrastinating is very ingrained in us so I have been procrastinating that but I got to that I had some uh, office work which I needed to take care of I worked on that then I took time to read some books I actually completed that book on Elon Musk his biography because it was taking a lot of time because I had to you know read every line of that very meticulously I had like I didn't want to miss a single thing about him and I started another book on how the future for humans can shape up to be by Yuval Noah Harari so just I'm coming up with different ways now we are working on this podcast of yours like it is very exciting for me as well I actually got like we played some board games games at home or some virtual games as well with people who are spread across the globe somehow probably this will bring us closer as human beings and make us more responsible but thank you so much for being the guinea pig again to my experiments hopefully this continues and i call you back again we will circle back to you after four or five gets soon i don't have too many people <laughs> lining up to be in this podcast but uh, yeah this has been really amazing and thank you so much i'm looking forward to that and i think i can be permanent your permanent co-host as well so if you're open to that idea i don't mind see this is the problem with him you know he knows i can't say no you know i'll probably take him up on this on this offer <laughs> so yeah probably probably you never know you know you never know we can have that and it would really be amazing but again thank you and thank you for spending 3 or 4 hours just to get the setup right just to make just to make all my editing challenges be fruitful at some point or the other it was a pleasure for me and actually i learned a lot i came to know about a lot of different application which i never explored or understood but yeah i even got to know how audios are, are edited thanks to you <laughs> well i didn't know audio could be this com- complicated but it's actually been amazing you know it's great to work on this podcast because it gives me a chance to talk to new people talk to people with different ideas and you know gain some insights 
about the world about the general people's thinking because usually you know when we hear other podcasts i missed the touch of common man i feel because it's usually very focused it's usually very uh, topic driven which i think it's uh, it's great because it gives us an uh, instructional value but uh, this is something which i wanted to do to have some personal growth out of this and more than that to get to know the world more so i think yeah that's been wonderful so thank you and i will catch up with you again soon bye bye looking forward to it thank you very much for having me bye bye Thank you to all the listeners. I'll catch up with you again soon with someone new and lots of interesting discussions. So, bye.